Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I am your host, Maria Moore. So excited to join you for another episode. Don't I start it every episode? What am I not excited? It's always good to talk about things that will improve, enhance, just make our lives better. And we are on that same energy inside this episode. So with the year winding, down depending on when you're listening to this episode because it's still relevant even if you're not listening you know towards the end of the year Uh, but maybe you're at a place in your life where you're trying to determine which exercise program which fitness program best fits your goals and your lifestyle and I want to talk about that because so often we're on social media or we're surfing the internet or maybe we have that person that is just body goals and we're trying to copy everything that they're doing but it don't work out for us the same and I'm going to tell you why along with strategies to get on the right track to achieve your fitness goals. Now, if you're new to the podcast, we like to start things off with a mind, body and business check in. What are your goals for the next seven days and how are you going to move with intention to achieve them? Now, this is a fitness podcast, but we call it mind, body and business because we like to embrace a holistic wellness journey because it's not just about how you eat and how you move your body. It's also the way you think, the way you sleep, your relationships, the way you prioritize your daily tasks. And I made a mental note to continually mention and acknowledge our new listeners because I've been doing this every week. I feel like y'all already know the spiel, but a lot of people are just now discovering this podcast. We launched uh, maybe about 18 months ago, maybe a little less than that. And, uh, you know, I'm always so excited when I get a new email, a new DM, a new comment from someone who has just discovered the podcast. So I want to tell you how this mind, body and business check in works. You're looking at different goals that you have for your mind, your body and your business. So for your mind, maybe you want to read more books. You want more mental clarity. You want to meditate more so that you um, make better decisions and just have a calm presence for your body. Uh, Do you need to drink more water? Do you need to rest better? Should you incorporate a resistance training program? Should you do a better job at tracking your endurance? You know, maybe you've been hopping on that treadmill from week to week and you're not tracking your progress. Like, are you running faster? Are you running longer? Has it been less strenuous as time has gone by? Those are all signs that your health is improving and your endurance is improving. But if you're not tracking it and setting specific goals for your body, you won't know. And then for your business, you could have a small business, you can be an entrepreneur, or you may be trying to handle your business at your job. Maybe there are some projects that you need to really lean into that you've been neglecting, or maybe there's conversations that you need to have with your boss or your coworkers, or maybe you've had an idea for a really long time and you want to take action on it. Handling your business can also mean your finances. Several episodes about that. Um, I am proud to say that I'm a debt-free 
millionaire and I worked really hard uh, to get to this place in my life and it required lots of intention it required lots of sacrifice uh, budgeting creating new streams of income again I have several episodes if you look down the um, episode guide on the mind body and business playlist you should see the episode with me and my husband talking about financial prosperity and how we became debt free I did a solo episode on that and then there's also a great financial advisor and someone I I've known for many years. Her name is Dr. Nicole Garner Scott, and she talks about financial wealth and building and creating a legacy for your children, and then also mindset about money. So um, that just gives you an overall idea. Sounds like a lot, right? You don't have to set a goal in each one of these areas, but I encourage you to just have something to think about um, every seven days, even if it's something small, even if it's something like, you know what, mentally, I feel very distracted when I'm driving in my car and it's dirty. I know that's been a big thing for me. You know, water bottles all in the back seat. The fall is here. There's leaves all (laughs) on the floor of my car. And, you know, when I get in the car, especially first thing in the morning and I'm heading to the radio station, I don't like to be around a lot of physical clutter. I know that doesn't work well for my mind. So I could just set a simple goal is I'm going to make sure that I clear up my car at the end of each day or when I'm heading in the house for the day. Like I'm not driving anymore. Take out everything in the car that's not supposed to be there. Maybe I'm going to start trying to vacuum my car out twice a week instead of once a week and just be intentional about that. If you take the time to really do some self-reflection, you'll be surprised at what little changes you can make to get on the right track. So I encourage you, set that mind, body and business goal right now as you're listening to this episode and put in the effort to get it done over the next seven days. Now that you have that little template, I'm going to tell you what my mind, body and business goal for the next seven days is. And that is getting back to my regular schedule. (laughs) That sounds like a commercial, right? Um, And what I mean by this is I have been freestyling a lot lately, not writing down my appointments, over scheduling myself on certain days. And I recently decided that I want to focus on getting the majority of my work done Monday through Wednesday. And I want Thursday through Sunday to be my flex days. So if I have a little something I want to work on, or if I have a hobby or interest, I can dedicate more time to that. And I can do more spontaneous things on those days. But it's all going to depend on how much work I get done Monday through Wednesday. And you know, I'm middle aged. I talk about that a lot. I am 45 years old. I'm not at all um, suggesting that I'm ready to retire, but it's something that I do think about. I do think about how I want my life to be in retirement. And for me, retirement isn't having enough money so you don't have to work. Retirement is having enough money that gives you options to do things you enjoy that may not necessarily make you as much money as those things you don't enjoy. So lifestyle income. I think I'm always going to be involved in fitness in some kind of way. I'm always going to want to do this podcast or some type of public speaking, something related to empowerment. There are many causes that I'm passionate about that I want to be able to volunteer my time and money to. And I know that the decisions I make and the habits that I embrace right now at this point in my life are going to dictate how easy or how hard that 
that's going to be. There was a time, especially, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, where I was really good about scheduling tasks for my day and blocking out time for work, blocking out time for breaks, and then really being uh, committed to deadlines for certain projects or specific personal goals. So over these next seven days, I'm really evaluating my calendar, not just for what I plan to do through the end of this year, but I want to look at the first quarter. I am not a New Year's resolution. What am I going to do for all of 2024 type of girl? I like to take it one month and one quarter at a time. So I get the reward of seeing the results of my hard work and effort without having to wait until that following December. And then I also have a shorter deadline to get things done. So that puts on the good pressure, (laughs) puts a good pressure on me to do the things associated, do the tasks associated with achieving whatever goal I have for myself. So if you don't already have a schedule or you haven't identified the actions and the specific tasks related to your goals, consider using some of the downtime during the holidays. Hopefully you have some downtime or you can find little pockets where you can do those self-reflections. For example, if you want to lose five or 10 pounds, ask yourself, what do I need to do? Do I need to grocery shop on these days? Do I need to make sure that my laundry is done? Do I need to arrange to have the kids picked up after school because there's this one class that I really like and I need to be there? Those little things are really important to consider as you're working towards that goal. So not only should you set your goal, but you should act like you want to achieve it by doing the work. So let's jump into the topic of this episode, which is finding a fitness program that works for you, a fitness program that's aligned with your goals. And this topic is kind of sort of inspired by a segment that we had on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show with Spirit. She is a therapist. You may have seen her on the OWN Network. She's so amazing. I met her in real life and she is really passionate about helping people. And she talked about social media and the images that we see on social media that cause us to feel insecure about our bodies and the unrealistic expectations that we put on ourselves based on what we see other people doing, not knowing the full story. Because, baby, a lot of these folks are on social media posting gym pictures, but they on that new weight loss medicine or they didn't got that lipo. And now they posting pictures of themselves in the gym like they worked it off naturally. And I am not trying to be a hater. You know, if surgery, if any type of physical improvement you want to make for your body is what you feel is best for you, then do it. But I'm speaking from the perspective of making judgments about yourself based off of what other people are doing that you're unaware of. And I can tell you from experience, first and foremost, before I start working on any goal, it has to be well-intended and it has to be rooted in my desire. It cannot be rooted in trying to be like someone else because then I tend to lose the motivation. So I need to have some type of authentic connection to my goal. It has to be very personal. So if you want to lose weight, make sure it's not just for appearance purposes. Try to connect something meaningful to it. And I really believe that's going to help you stay motivated. For example, if you are a parent with children and you want to make sure that you're alive and healthy and well to raise them and see them grow up and possibly them have children and be 
an active grandparent and really enjoy those moments that give life meaning. That's definitely something that's going to keep you motivated. If you are tired of being in pain, if you are tired of feeling tired, if you want more energy, stronger muscles, better endurance, again, exercise has such a connection to the quality of your life. So not only think about that banging body, but also think about the advantages that you're going to gain on the inside. The way that you feel is so important because that is going to dictate how you move about in your day, the quality of interactions with other people. So I don't know if your reason for starting your fitness journey, and it doesn't have to be weight loss. Maybe you want to gain some weight. Maybe you've been really small your whole life and you want to put on some pounds. You want to gain some lean muscle. Or maybe you feel good about your weight and your size and you just want to stay active because you know it's good for you. Stay rooted in your why. And that has become such a cliche, but it's so true, man. I had a guest on the podcast. Her name is Coria Burns. And she talked about how she tried all of these different weight loss programs. She did the weight loss based on your blood type. She did keto. She did plant-based and nothing was helping her lose the weight for good. Now, she would have moments when she would lose weight, but then the weight would come back. And she talked about how important it was for her to deal with those internal issues. You know, what is going on with her emotionally that is blocking her from losing weight? And that could be the case. Maybe you do have a great reason. You have all the resources, but you have an emotional disconnect some toxicity that is weighing you down. It could be in the form of a relationship for Coria. It was her marriage that she was trying to make work. And, you know, I'm a huge advocate for people staying together. But sometimes the best way to grow and to heal is to do that apart from the person that you thought you were going to spend your life with. And that's so hard for me to say being a happily married woman because I want people to stay together forever, but only if they are both in love and the relationship makes sense. So for you, it could be, you know, finally pulling the plug on that toxic job. Yeah, you may make a lot of money, but the work environment is awful and you're having to sacrifice a lot of your peace. Maybe you find yourself stress eating because that happens very often from a job like that. So you can be making all the money, but if you have poor health, it's really not worth it. And again, going back to that practical perspective, the reason why you're not reaching your fitness goals could be something as simple as, lack of proper planning. Maybe you're trying to stack a bunch of things in one day and then when it's finally time for you to do your workout, you are worn out. Or perhaps you joined a gym and you're like, okay, I have this gym membership, so I'm going to lose weight. But you have to understand the difference between acquisition and application, right? You can acquire things, you can own and have things. And oftentimes people feel like, well, if I got the fitness set, if I have the home gym equipment, if I have the gym membership, if I download all the fitness apps on my phone, I'm good. But it doesn't work until you apply. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Apply it. 
don't be like some people and I've been that person that signs up for everything because you feel like once you have it you're official you're not official until you actually do the work and many people get more done using free resources looking up videos on YouTube there are a lot of really great instructors and really great personal trainers on YouTube and I'm going to get into how to determine which trainer and which program that you may find on a streaming service like YouTube would be right for you because not all of them are legit, right? I'm uh, going to get into that in just a few, but want to remind you that losing weight, getting in shape, gaining lean muscle doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it. But first and foremost, we need to establish our why. And we also need to understand that For sustainable results, and that's one of my favorite phrases on this podcast, sustainability, (laughs) sustainable results come from consistency. So we got to get out of this mindset of quick fixes, even though we see that all the time. Drink this tea, you're going to lose 12 pounds in three days. Take these pills, you're going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. And it all looks exciting and it's so appealing because let's keep it real. Who wants to wait to see results? I mean, think about even how we use the internet. I don't know how old you are, but I remember dialing in to AOL, like physically attaching a cord to my computer and waiting for minutes to actually connect to the internet. Man, we lose our mind if something don't download within 10 seconds. When you take your time, when you're present through each step, you'll be much more likely to maintain that lifestyle and maintain those results that you worked so hard for. All right, so let's assume that you have completed step number one. You have identified your goal and you are feeling connected to your why. So I'm just going to give you an example. Uh, Let's use a fictional person, Sarah. Sarah wants to lose 10 pounds by March. See, I put that deadline in there, which is realistic if you're listening to this podcast in real time, because as of this recording, it is November 2023. So losing 10 pounds by March is realistic, right? So Sarah wants to lose 10 pounds by March. Why? Well, she has several reasons. First of all, homegirl is going on a trip to the Bahamas. So she's trying to look good in her vacation photos. But uh, she also wants to support a charity through a 5k event that's happening in March. So she wants to train for it. And if she loses weight, she feels like, you know what, Um, it'll be easier for me to run this race. She might be able to get off of any prescription medications for underlying health conditions that are related to obesity. So uh, Sarah's feeling motivated. She knows her goal and she knows her why. Next step, you have to determine the conditions. Before you sign on to that program, before you hire that trainer, before you take that next step forward, you need to determine what your conditions are. And here's what I mean. Listen, if you are driving down a highway and the roads are clear, the sun is out, there's no traffic you can probably drive up to 80 miles per hour I wouldn't recommend it because you know anything can pop up but you can drive pretty fast because all of the conditions support the pace of the drive but what happens when it starts raining when it's dark outside 
when there are more cars on the road. You have to be more cautious. Your conditions have changed. So you would not drive at the same speed and in the same manner as you would if the road was clear and the sun was out and there was no traffic. So we have to look at life like this and we have to approach our goals in the same way. Not everyone has the same set of circumstances. That's why it can be really frustrating when you see someone who may be your same age, may be your same height, your same weight at that start of their fitness journey and say they lose 10 pounds in 30 days and you're like, well, she did it. We're the same age, same height, same starting weight. Why can't I do it? And then you try and it doesn't work out for you. Well, maybe that person that you're admiring had a different set of resources. Maybe she had more free time. Maybe she had the financial resources to hire a professional uh, who could help her. Maybe she was doing a little extra work in the kitchen. There could be some things happening in the background that you don't see. She could have a very supportive spouse. She could have a lot of help with her children. So this is what I mean by the conditions, her conditions, her support system, Her finances might be very different than yours. So she is achieving a goal with a different set of conditions. You know, this is why I encourage people to just avoid comparisons or paying too much attention to what other people are doing. Because yes, it's nice to draw motivation, but when you start getting too consumed or even borderline obsessed with doing the same thing that someone else is doing, you get detached from your why. So consider your conditions. So let's say Sarah, for example, she is a single mother with a teenage daughter and a son in elementary school. So she's going to have to take this into consideration. What is that schedule going to look like? What are those extracurricular activities? What are reasonable days for her to go to the gym? Or should she try to do a home workout? How's it looking in terms of grocery shopping? What are her finances looking like? Are there big bills coming up? So these are all important things that Sarah needs to keep in mind as she is deciding which fitness program or even possibly personal trainer is going to be a good fit for her. She knows her goals and she knows her conditions. And now it's time to move on to determine which program is right for her. So 10 pounds and Sarah wants to be ready for this 5K, which is a little over three miles. Not so bad, but if you are not a runner, if you are deconditioned, if you running out of breath, walking up them stairs, it might be a hefty goal for you. But the good thing is she's thinking about her goals well in advance, four or five months. Well, actually about four months she has to achieve this goal. So what is this goal going to require of her? She is going to have to up her endurance. Sarah's training program is going to have her doing some cardio. It's going to require her to make sure her legs are strong. So we're looking at a training frequency that includes uh, some time on the treadmill or outdoor running, some strength training, a diet, preferably with some good sources of protein that will support her goals of, of shedding some body fat while protecting her lean muscle. I know there are professionals out there, but it's very important that we use our common sense, right? If you want to run a 5K, you should know that that's going to require you to practice running. Now, you're not going to get on the treadmill on week one and try to run a 5K, but you may do small stints at a time, maybe a half a mile at the end of your lifting session, maybe some variations between between power walks and jogs and then working yourself up to sprints for no more than eight to 10 minutes. So really conditioning your heart to um, handle those fluctuations as you are doing that run. 
So if Sarah wants to achieve this goal of completing that 5K and getting across that finish line with confidence, she is going to need a program that supports that. So this is all information that she is going to have to look for in specific fitness programs. She's going to need to look for keywords like endurance and strength training. And again, she's going to have to consider her conditions. She's going to have to look at her weekly schedule. And this is something that I talked about in a previous Mind, Body and Business episode. One of the biggest mistakes that we make is we say stuff like, "Okay, every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I'm going to exercise. But we don't look at the snapshot of our entire month. There are certain months where you're going to have doctor's appointments. You may be traveling. And so one of those workout days may fall on something that was already scheduled months ago or maybe earlier in the previous year. So you need to make sure that your workouts don't interfere with previous commitments that you already have on your schedule. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. So I hope you get where I'm going in terms of where your mind needs to be at before you select your program. First of all, you have to know your goal. You have to know your conditions. You have to know the key information you're looking for in a fitness program. You need to know what questions to ask the gym. Do you have the equipment? What are your hours? Do you have personal trainers? What are their certifications? What are their specialties? These are my goals. Can they help me? And in what ways? Sometimes we see a person uh, there before and after and we're like, okay, well, I want to do that. So I'm going to hire their trainer. But not all trainers have the same style. I know how to adjust for my clients. I have clients that I can push and I can talk smack to and I can tell jokes and I can really read in terms of taking it up a notch and pushing their potential during certain training sessions. But then I've also had clients who were not emotionally well. I'll never forget, I had this one client and she was doing so good. And then she had a situation with her adult son and I was at the gym waiting for her to start our session. And she called me, she told me she was feeling down and she woke up late and she just wasn't really feeling it. I said, girl, get up, put your clothes on and just meet me at the gym. Now, in the past, I might've had her doing weight training and just had it breathing heavy and sweating hard. But she met me at the gym. We walked up to the treadmill and we just put it on a 3.0 speed on a slight incline and we just walked and we talked. And I got her to a place where she started feeling better. I got her to a place where she got to experience the movement and how it boosted her mood. I, in that moment, needed to make sure that she understood the power of exercising, the power of pushing through your troubles and knowing that you can change your circumstances through your choices. You know how you are and you know what kind of training and coaching you respond best to. Now, I'm not saying get somebody that's going to baby you. Definitely get somebody that's going to push you, but someone who understands your specific circumstances and what you respond well to. 
Now, with that said, let's get into the specifics of what to look for in a personal trainer. Now, before I became a personal trainer, I was in the gym a whole lot. I was actually a group fitness instructor uh, teaching Zumba classes. So, and I had a general idea of exercise and working out and lifting weights and doing the cardio. And then randomly in my late 30s, I decided I wanted to do a bodybuilding competition And I was encouraged to do it uh, by one of the trainers at a gym I used to go to. He did a bodybuilding competition and he trained a couple of girls who did it. And he saw me in the gym a lot. At that time, I was doing CrossFit. So I was growing some little muscles and he encouraged me to do the bodybuilding competition. So I went ahead and hired him as my coach. Now, I did get in the best shape of my life. I was lifting heavy. I got really lean, but I did not do my proper research before hiring him as my trainer to prepare me for a bodybuilding competition. I got on that stage and I looked like a chihuahua next to some big old pit bulls. I mean, those girls I was on stage with were huge. I mean, you can tell they were really experienced. And I was just a little on the skinny side for my division. And it didn't have to be that way. Had I done more research, I could have had a different experience. Now, do I still value the experience and appreciate that trainer? Absolutely, yes. But I should have asked more questions. I should have done more research. I should have had an understanding of what it took to achieve the physique of someone competing in a bodybuilding competition. So those were some things I needed to take into consideration. Now, if you are trying to build lean muscle, if you are trying to grow your muscles, maybe you want a bigger booty, you want your arms to look more defined, that trainer should know the set of exercises that you need to do, the type of training, and even give you some advice on uh, nutrition. That's a separate set of credentials, but they should have a general idea of how you should be eating to support your fitness goals. Another thing that you should be looking for in a personal trainer is their credentials. What do they specialize in? Where did they get their credentials from? Did they take a little 45-minute online test and boom, they're a personal trainer? Uh, Make sure you know their background. Another thing that you should ask about is testimonials. Have they helped people whose goals are similar to yours? That's really big. And one thing that I'm very proud of when it comes to my wellness program is that I have the receipts. I have a lot of before and afters. So when I have a potential client come to me who is 150 pounds overweight, I have a reference of several women who I have helped lose over 100 pounds. I've helped new mothers get back in shape. I've worked with women who are going through menopause. I've worked with women who have very busy schedules. This is all very important. You want to make sure that the trainer understands your needs, your conditions, and can help you get to your end goal. And be very honest about your schedule and any special circumstances you're dealing with. Again, going back to the whole conversation about conditions, let them know if your schedule is tight on Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Make sure they know about any injuries that you may have dealt with in the past. And most importantly, do your part. Make sure that you are eating in ways that support your goals and that you show up on time, that you put forth your very best effort. And I'm certain it will be a great relationship. So hopefully as you are preparing for the new year, thinking about your goals or whenever you may be listening to this particular episode, I'm hoping that some of the tips in this episode were helpful. 
Now, as we tie this episode with a bow, got to send a lot of love out to our wonderful friends over at Walmart. Yes, the place where I love to go to find everything, including over-the-counter medicine for my family. Find quick and affordable over-the-counter medicines for your entire family at your local Walmart. I have a big family and we have a variety of health concerns and we want to make sure that we have access to what we need to make sure everyone in our household stays healthy. And I hear lots of conversations about blood pressure, asthma, allergies, seasonal conditions. Listen, Walmart has cost and time effective ways to get the health solutions you need. You can proactively manage your family's health and wellness at Walmart. I'm talking high quality over the counter offerings from private labels such as Equate and Spring Valley. Ooh, don't you love to save money? I know I do, especially around this time of year. National brands that you can actually afford. And we really appreciate that during these times. Now, we all know this can be a lifesaver for people who are uninsured or underinsured and need access to affordable medications. I'm telling you, Walmart has your back. Having your health and wellness needs met during your next grocery trip just makes life easier. Welcome to your value provider. Welcome to your Walmart. And thank you again to Walmart for being such a wonderful partner on the Mind, Body, and Business podcast. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. As always, I truly appreciate your ear and look forward to another empowering conversation on the next one. Until then, take care.